You're listening to Sweethearts to Swingers, a podcast chronicling the sexual adventures of a couple who started as high school sweethearts and have become swingers. We are an ethically non-monogamous couple who like to have fun, but this is for an adult audience only. So no kids! And don't take anything we say as professional advice. We barely know what we're doing. Welcome to Sweethearts to Swingers. I'm Anne. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode two about our BDSM journey. Okay, so if you are listening to this and you have not listened to our episode 24 about BDSM and how we get started in in all of this, uh, you might want to go back only because, and listen to that, only because it will give you a little more context to what we're going to say in this episode. Yes, you also can hear how we almost burned the house down. So we did. And actually really good advice from someone on Twitter who listened and was very experienced in BDSM and said, this is why you have EMT shears nearby. If you don't know what an EM, what EMT shears are, they are the scissors with the flat side on the bottom so that you can not stab someone in the skin as you go to cut rope off their limbs or body if, when they're trying to escape from a fire. Right, that their wife's almost started in the bathroom <laughs> while you're tied to the bed. So again, if you have not listened to the last episode, this will make zero sense. Go do that. Go do that first and then come back and listen to this. Okay, so getting right into it because we have a lot of story to tell. We are going to get started with a big thing that we did a uh, couple years ago now? Yep. Where we were very interested in BDSM and I was very interested in becoming a better top. And also I want to say last episode I said I'm going to say dom and sub. And actually I I got a little more education about the difference between dom and sub and top and bottom. And there is an opinion out there that Dom and sub is what you might use if you have a regular person who is your sub or dom. Like it's a thing, it's more your lifestyle rather than a a specific scene that you do once in a while when you have the time. And uh, the idea, it's more of a relationship in that dynamic where top and bottom is more, it's for that moment, that scene, that night, that day, whatever you're doing. Um, so I'm going to switch today and stick to top and bottoming because this is not our entire lifestyle. Right. We get a bag of hate mail about this. I mean, you really messed this up. You made, <laughs> we made a lot of enemies on this one. So, so many enemies. Yep. So we're trying to fix that. Yeah. No one sent us any hate mail. No, they did not. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to clarify that though. So we were excited about exploring this more and I just wanted to be better at topping you or anybody. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily you, but at the time it happened to be COVID. And so I was just about only playing with you. Yep. When I say yep. just about, I was. <laughs> yes, just about 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of extra time together. And you were researching and said, I'd like to find someone who knows what they're doing. I'd like to find like a professional. So a dominatrix would be a professional in this realm. So you started researching that. Yes. To see, could we find any? And would they work with us? And how does this all work? Well, yeah. So I got online. And it sometimes it's hard to find this sort of thing online. But there were was enough information that I could find for pro-doms 
and there are a couple locations in our area. I found one, did some research, and I went with that one and called them. They were very nice on the phone, just like welcoming and, oh, okay, what are you interested so, in? So a little clarity on that. You didn't find just a dom. You found a dungeon, a place where they will do this, and they have multiple doms that work at this place. And so it's a professional, it's a business. Yes. And this is what they do. So this is not someone at their at their house that exists, I think. I'm sure it does. But what we found was actually a place and a space to go to where they had multiple people that would work there and you kind of pick one, right? I mean, yeah. So- I wanted to pay a pro to show me what to do and how to act, how to properly flog someone, how to properly spank someone, just like whatever we could do. I wanted to have someone help me along the way. So yeah, found a dungeon and there were multiple women. I wanted a woman and because obviously I wanted to learn from her. Found someone. Great. Are they available? Yes. So the process was go online, put in your information. We will send you a questionnaire. And it was a questionnaire not for just me as the person who wanted to top you, but also for Paul so that he could answer all the things he might be interested in, any hard hard stops, hard no's, and anything that was a maybe, anything you were definitely a yes. Do you remember all the questions? I mean, it yeah, took the, me 20 minutes. This was, yeah, SATs. Like, yeah. It took a long time to fill out. Great detail about it. So when you went to the place, it, there was a menu of people you could pick from, and the, the one that we were at. And so when you find somebody, then you also fill this survey out. But they will give bios on every dom that is there. Mm-hmm. So they say what they're, they specialize in, what they will do, what they won't do. So you have all this information to select somebody that fits what you want to do. And when you fill out the survey, they also say on there, but they'll decline people if it's not a match. Or they'll match you with someone better. Yep. A better fit. They, they, they're very good about that. Like this is, this is well done, professional. We didn't go into this feeling like, hey, we're going to go to somebody's basement and get stabbed and, you know, raped and, you know, whatever is going to happen. This was, you felt pretty safe and it's very professional, right? Yes. Very, very professional. I felt very secure and calm about what we were about to do. It doesn't give a location online. So that was the only part that was a little secretive was once we went through this survey, we, I think, paid afterward. We didn't even have to pay up front. And just for awareness for the audience, they suggested a minimum of two hours. And I was like, well, that seems, it was $400 for two hours. And then, you know, you tip on top of that. So, I mean, we ended up doing about 450 or whatever. And $400 is a, seemed like a lot to me for a sexual experience at the time. And now I realize how worth it it was. But it did seem like a lot. So I was like, well, maybe we just do one hour. <laughs> and the, the guy on the phone was like, I highly recommend you don't do that. There's no way we can get to really much of anything in just one hour. He basically said it takes an hour just to get through one little scene or it was like 30 minutes or so to get through one little scene. So you would only maybe be able to do one scene. And he's like, I, I think you would want to have more than one just tiny little scene for your experience. And he was very right. It's the right recommendation. Yeah. And he wasn't trying to upsell you. It no. was really, hey, we want you guys to have a great experience. So you come back. This is what we recommend. Yep. The it, whole thing was great. Weirdly, I usually am worried about 
logistics and like where things are and who's going to be there and is this safe and this one i thought this feels very professional and very safe yes you didn't have any concerns so once we get through this process they say yes you can do this you're you're you've been vetted and you're allowed to come in and we're like oh we got the golden ticket yes there we go you're accepted into the secret society and set up a time and day we're going to call our dom venus And she connects with us and says, we are going to meet in a public place, not at the actual dungeon first. And that's where we have a conversation. So we ended up going to a little brewery. It was a completely sober thing, but we did all have like a beer over conversation. And really what the point of that was to get to know us completely. What's our history? Like what got us into this? And then the whole survey, like what you're interested in, what you're not interested in, what are the things we've tried already that we like? I mean, it was just like a whole nice interview about our experiences and what we're looking for. So we're driving to this brewery. Now I'm nervous, right? Because lots going to potentially happen to me. And you don't even know. It's well, an unknown. I do, well, I do know because I filled a survey. I like this. These are the things that could happen. That's I true. don't know how it's going to play out or what it's going to look like. I don't know what our what Venus looks like. Well, no, I'm sorry. You I did do, see a picture. Yeah, I just see a picture. So we get to the brewery, sit down, have a beer. She walks in. Describe how she looked. Very innocent. Yes. Attractive. It's wearing some. It was middle of like June, July. It was some, hot out. Yeah. So she just had a dress on. She had a summer dress on. Yep. She did not walk in with spiked high heels and dress in leather. Just very sandals, like flip flops and a sundress. Yeah, and she could have been there with her grandfather. She could have been a teacher. Like no one would know or think anything about her. So it actually surprised me. There wasn't anything that really like was like, oh, she is definitely a dominatrix. And she was. She's smaller, younger, younger. Yeah. So not the what everyone always assumes dominatrix tall powerful big like she's none of those things Mm-mm. so it that was interesting and it put me at ease a little bit mm-hmm. i don't know why but i remember that emotion happening like oh she's just a normal person and so she had questions for us then i had a lot of questions about how does this all work like why is this not and, and i said i don't want to offend you but from like a prostitution standpoint, like what are the laws that you get around? Like how does this work? And she said, as long as I don't make anybody come, it's pretty gray. With her own body. Like yep. they may come, but not from her touching them. Right. She said, no, that's, I get that question a lot. She goes, with where we are in the laws, this is these are the parameters we work within. You know, okay, makes sense to me, but I'm just always worried about, worried, wondering how does this, just like a swing club. There's a lot of things that go on that don't happen in normal vanilla businesses. So how do you get around those rules and laws and what does it look like? Yeah. So she, she explained it all to me and it was interesting. That yeah, makes sense. Yep. And it works for them. Because I didn't want to get arrested. <laughs> and that's what I was looking for is how am I not going to get blown up in a, like a police raid? Well, you know, it would be like a one step up or maybe down. I'm not sure which way it would go. Maybe it's just a lateral step from a house fire when you're tied up. It's like, oh, we'll tie you up here and now we'll have a police raid. Well, if I die in the house fire, then I don't have to, there's no embarrassment after I'm dead. (laughs) This one, there's a lot of shame, a lot of public shame. True, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we do the interview with her in person and then she says, okay, I'll jump in my car and then you guys can follow me to the dungeon. So we jump in and we're like, oh my gosh, it's happening. You know, it's exciting. And follow her 
I don't know, five minute drive. And we pull up to what looks like a regular warehouse. Yeah, like almost a storage locker. Yeah. And she goes to the door, unlocks it with a key, and we follow her in, shuts the door, locks it behind us, and it's like a whole other world in there. Yeah. So what I thought was going to happen was I thought there'd be a lot of people there. Like yeah. there's a, you know, cash register up front. It's like a normal storefront. Like you a go host into, or something. You go in the back and there's, you know, di- different rooms. We're the only ones in there. They use that space one at a time and lock it close it so no one else can get them so just the three of us in this business yeah and the inside did not match the outside the inside was way nicer than i thought it was going to be i mean uh-huh. they had a lobby area with nice couches and it was laid out with music playing and there's plants and there's it's very calming and it was really nice for what the outside looked like yeah i was shocked it felt homey almost in the lobby, and then there were multiple rooms. She gave us the tour. There's, I don't know, had to be six or eight separate rooms, all with a different theme. So there was a little bedroom. Like, it almost was like a little girl's room, I think, with a bed and a dresser and a mirror, that sort of thing. There was a medical room with, like, a doctor's table, dentist chair, that sort of thing. There was a large room that had the St. Andrew's cross. And then there were chains and harnesses and that sort of thing hanging from the ceiling. I mean, there were just lots of different themes. I didn't have an indication that they did this with us alone. Like, we have the run of the place just for COVID. It did not seem, she did not make any indication that that's a COVID thing. That really was just how they do their business. Because you don't know how many places you're going to want to go into or explore. In a two-hour session, we went into multiple rooms. So... We do the tour. Then I went with her in the back. She said, I'm going to go in the back and change. And she had a whole walk-in closet dressing room. I think every person who works there has their own little section of clothing. And she had her own little section on the rack with all her lingerie and some shoes. And I went in wearing like heels and dressier shorts and a blouse. And I didn't think about me changing. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that I would be changing my clothes. So I was not prepared. And I was like, well, I can just go down to my bra and panties and wear my heels. That's fine. And she's like, oh, no, you can borrow something from me. And she was smaller. So I was like, I don't know if I can fit, but things are pretty stretchy. It worked out, which was so nice. And then she changed and we kind of changed together. So it felt like a little girl bondy time. What were you doing during that time? So I was sitting in the, uh, using air quotes here, lobby. And I guess what, what we'd hope to get out of this was that you would learn some additional dominatrix techniques, I guess we'll say. And I was going to have an experience because it's again something that I like and you don't necessarily, you don't want to be submissive. I do. Do it with somebody who is professional, knows what they're doing and see how I feel that way too. Something different than you doming me because that's never happened in my life. No one's ever been dominant with me except you. So I didn't know how I was going to feel about that either until I'm in the moment. So I'm nervous. So she tells me to take my clothes off and put them in a basket, fold them. There's a basket there and be on my knees when you guys get back. And that's when you went to the room and you get your lingerie on. So you were busy getting undressed and then dropping to your knees on a car. There's a carpet, yes, carpeted floor. Yes, which takes me about 30 seconds. And you guys were gone for quite a while. So I'm sitting there naked, just kind of giggling to myself, like, what am I doing? <laughs> what, this is, I'm in a warehouse. <laughs> I'm naked and I'm on my knees 
waiting for you to get back. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. We've written things down of what I'm okay with, so I know that nothing horrible is going to happen, but I'm still nervous. Yeah, and we also discussed with her what we were okay with, even though it, you know, she was going to stick to what those boundaries were on the survey. But there were some guidelines verbally as well, which is also comforting, probably, I would imagine, for you to know, like, okay, I've, now I've talked about it. She really did read it and specifically asked about certain things. There were specific questions. They were pointed. I also felt better knowing that you were there and you wouldn't let something happen to me that you knew I wouldn't want have happened so like that was kind of a safety net for me i'll protect you baby <laughs> and i'll slap your ass yes <laughs> i'm nervous talking about it i'm I thinking know. about I'm it watching your body language going like "Ooh, this does get you and just talking about it is getting you which is yeah. interesting for me to watch okay so you're on your knees and we come out dressed in our lingerie and then what so she had a collar in her hand and had me put the collar on. And that's a move within BDSM to show that you give submission. It that, sets the tone. Yep. So she put a collar on me and a leash and led me on my hands and knees into the next room. Yeah, she told you to crawl to the next room, which was the little bedroom with the dresser and the mirror and the little bed. And she said, okay, I want you to crawl into the bedroom. And she leads you with the with the leash, and which is attached to your collar, and said, okay, I want you to open that dresser drawer and pick out a nice pair of panties to put on. And I'm gonna pause here because we had to pause the podcast one, to just have a little drink, but two, because Paul is realizing that if he tells part of the story, it is making him feel too submissive to tell the story. He's feeling a little bit anxious about it. Yeah, it's a very vulnerable story for me to tell. And you were starting to interview me, and I had a feeling, so we talked about it. Yes. <laughs> I don't have to relay everything in an interview method for this like okay. it's our story tell it together yes because there's some things that i'm uh yeah i'm nervous about putting out there i right? know you are because there's just a lot like last episode was a lot for me too so yeah and again i'm proud of you for saying it all i think it's interesting i said well and then what happened tell me more and that's what i normally do and in this case it it's just a different space for you in yeah. your mind so you really were like nope you're gonna have to relay what we did which is well, what we'll do we, well both of us will do it but i didn't want it to be all me like, yeah it actually I had a feeling i was like oh this doesn't feel great to me right now yeah i'm this is not what we normally do with our podcasts. So, it is, yeah. but it just is a different topic. So I think... Yeah, it, for this topic. It's yes. making you feel something. Yeah. Okay. And because really, if I did that to you, I'm topping you right now by humiliating you, which you like but don't like in public. Yeah, not in public. <laughs> in a warehouse in a Midwest town. That's <laughs> totally fine. With one other person. Yeah. That so was okay. There's, there's some embarrassing things coming up for me. So. Yep. All right. Let's Moving go on. Ahead. Just needed to put that out there. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So you go into the bedroom and you pull out uh, what was my favorite? I mean, it was my favorite pair of panties. They're like orange with sparkle thongs. They, it was great. She leads you in. I am sort of walking behind. I'm just watching 
from a slight distance. I wasn't directly involved. From my perspective, I didn't know how it would go with our dynamic. I didn't know if I would just be sitting back and watching, although we talked before we did this and I said, I would like to participate in it. I don't want to be just a, an observer, but I didn't know how much I would participate or how involved I would become. So I said, how about you just lead the way and then when there's opportunity for me to get in there, let's do that. And so this was one of those moments where she was leading the way and I was just kind of watching from the back. And we were giggling. Everything was funny. The whole time. It was like, nervous even, giggles. It was. But she's, you know, put the collar on me, like, you're giggling. I'm I'm kind of giggling. I'm smiling. It's like, silly. I, I can't get, and some people can. I couldn't there get into a huge subspace. I was trying to let myself go and be there, but too much of my brain was the logistics of what we're doing and the mechanical steps. And you're standing there and you're kind of laughing about this. And i like, this is... It's pretty ridiculous, and we're having fun with it. Which was good. I think the laughter was helpful to ease the mood. Yeah. And you said subspace just now, and later we will explain that what that means for you and probably a lot of people, Um, but we'll get to that. So you put on the pretty panties, and we... So there we go. I'm wearing women's underwear... Which is great. In front of somebody else. Uh, Yeah, it is great, but it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It was just ridiculous. (laughs) I I don't know how else to say it. Yes, it was humiliating, but it it was not humiliating in the way that I can let myself go with you and some of the stuff you've said to me or done to me. This is a new person, so I, I was still guarded. Yeah. I mean, when you when we say the word humiliated, it's not like the deepest form of the word, probably. It's more like just a little embarrassed. Were you just a little embarrassed? Yeah. Okay. I'm wearing pink underwear. Yeah. Orange. Orange. I'm sorry. I have a I picture. See. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> well, that's not going on Twitter. No, it will not go on Twitter. I wouldn't expect you to want that. I'm going to start an OnlyFans. Oh, and then that's, that's where you can get... No, absolutely not. not. No. Um, okay. So then in the picture, you were kneeling, like sitting on your feet, kneeling uh, with your collar on and your panties. It was just a great little shot. Okay. So the next room we went to, I think... You didn't have to crawl this time. No, I did. You did? Yes. No, I didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I crawled in uh, (laughs) orange panties and a collar. (laughs) So let me just pause for a second and talk about why I like the humiliation piece. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel very vulnerable and something that I'm not always great at. So it really opens up like some raw emotion for me. I still wasn't there doing this. Like, so I'm in a public space, I say public, warehouse, wearing panties with a collar, being led by somebody who's not my wife. And all I can think about is, this is strange, but I'm not sexually aroused right now. I'm just, I I don't know what the next step's going to be. Maybe if I went through it 20 times and it became routine, then I could probably let myself go. But it was too new of an experience for me to really let go at that moment. Also, when we do this at other times, do you feel sexually aroused? I do. Yeah. The whole time or just when I do certain things? Like ask, this, that, ask that no, again. I'm not sure okay. what you're asking. Okay. So in this case, I mean, you're really, you're just moving from one space to another, obviously crawling, but with women's panties on and a leash, no one's doing anything to your genitals. No one's talking about doing anything, you know, sexually to you. So why would that make you think about sex? That's what I'm wondering. So we are there for sex or we're there for a sexual experience in, in my, between you and I. 
Mm. Right? Like this is the humiliation stuff that we do at home or the spank or the BDSM has always led to something sexual. I would say though that there's many scenes with BDSM where it has nothing to do with sex. There may be no penetration, no touching, nothing. And it has nothing to do with sex. So it may not be sexual at all. It may just be a mind fuck. Yes. And for other people, I'm explaining like... For me, mm-hmm. I went there, like, I wouldn't just put orange panties on in a dog collar or a leash to just do that. Like, It's not a thing you would be gravitating toward and for any other reason. No, okay. right. And, and so it, it, for me, it's, it has to be said. And even if we went there and it was just a, that's what we did. Then we went home. We had great sex because I was all worked up. Then that works. I'm not going there just to do that and to walk away. That's not for you. No, it's not my. It's not what my motivation was to do this. Right. It wasn't my motivation? Wasn't I want to go and have sex with a dom or anything like that? It was just I want something that's going to amp up our sex life because it's unique and it's a, a sexual experience. Got it. I just think it's interesting because everybody's different. So that's just pure, purely your thing. Some people might get off on that piece of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just keeping that in mind, like again, not a how-to on BDSM. Absolutely we, we've not. Said that multiple times. This and- is. Just our experience and what works for us individually. And it may resonate or not resonate with people. And BDSM is so specific that it's probably not resonating with a lot of people. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> you can just turn it off now. <laughs> yeah. We're going down in flames yep. here. This is, this is terrible. Crashing and burning. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so you get to that room, and there's a. This is the room with the St. Andrew's cross. It's a bigger room, and in the middle of the open space, there are chains like with hooks. Like I don't even know what you like round circles, metal circles. Oh my god! Not like square circles. Like. (laughs) The round kind? Yes. Round circles. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're hanging from the ceiling from chains. Yes. They're these grips that you hold on to, and she can lock my hands into these grips. So I'm not just hanging by chains. I have like a pull-up bar. Yeah. And I can hold on, so it's it's more comfortable than just being, I guess, chained to the ceiling. Chained to the ceiling? Caveat, I've never been chained to the ceiling, so (laughs) I guess I don't really know if if it is more comfortable. I was fairly comfortable for what was going to occur. Yeah, your and arms so, are yeah. overhead. And the same thing with the legs. She put them in restraints down below, you know, obviously down below. So I'm standing there and I can't move. And she starts pulling out impact devices, imp- implements. Yeah. Implements, yeah. yes. And the first one she used was like a little leather. Was it a riding crop? Or a paddle, it, like a leather a paddle. paddle. Yeah. Okay. So I couldn't see, so I don't know. So I'm don't relying remember. on you. I have a very specific memory of the flogger, but I do remember she started with other things. I just couldn't remember exactly what it was. So you are fully restrained. Your back is facing us. So we're face. We're looking at your backside, and you know you're still wearing the same things. You haven't changed or anything. And then she wants to test out your tolerance. So I, I think she took the orange panties off me for that oh she did you're right you did not have those on so i'm naked yes you're fully naked we and we <laughs> i like it when you're fully naked yeah. okay it's very hot so for me it turns me on to just to see you like you're chained up and i know that you feel vulnerable you cannot move you're completely restrained she pulls out the first implement and she just starts tapping your ass right so mm-hmm. ass she'll go up uh, ass, shoulder blades, thighs. Those are the areas like that, that mostly get attention. So explain the warm up 
too. Like, so that happens and explain, because we've learned a little bit about this. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not experts, but you start out with light, frequent tapping. And in this case, it was frequent. It doesn't have to be frequent, I guess, but it was light, frequent tapping. And it's just like basically bringing blood flow to the area. And the more you do that, then the more tolerant the person will be towards the little, a little harder smack. So you might be like, tap, tap, tap. You might do a little thing like that, where you just like in, interject a little harder smack. So don't go for the home run smack. No. Smack one. No, no, like no. That, that's that's a lesson here. Yeah. That, you know, we're, right, we, we're teaching people. Yeah, we're just filling you with all of our dumb knowledge. Okay, so, you know, she's demonstrating how to spank and talking about like you know, obviously stay off the kidneys which is just above the hips on the right and left side you can go like up the thoracic spine which is your middle back where your shoulder blades are like that's a good spot to go obviously ass all over the ass thighs are a good fun place to go to but that's primarily where you stick when you're spanking or doing anything to a backside so she does that with the paddle i think then she tries another implement And at some point, she asks you, what level of pain are you having? Yeah, so she starts light and moves up to bigger or more stingy implements. And she was hitting me and said, so where are you on a 1 to 10 pain scale? And I think I told her like a 7 because it was stinging me enough. And she goes, oh, really? (laughs) And I could hear the disappointment in her voice. Like, I'm a wimp. Like, that was a 7? I don't know what she does to other people, but Holy like, shit. for me, uh, this is, that's plenty. I was seven, and if she did a lot more, I was going to say, well, this is uncomfortable now. I, I don't want to, like, I'm not getting joy out of it. I'm not getting sexual. Like, I'm not turned on the more you hit me. Mm-mm. I just, I kind of wanted this experience to see it. Oh, so I'm a wimp. So BDSM, <laughs> anybody who wants to uh, dom me, I'm a wimp. Oh, yeah. Well, That's- so she had gone through multiple implements to get to that point, And we were then, I think when she asked you, actually, I, I forgot this. She, she was using the flogger. And we'd gone through a series. No, 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 no. She wasn't? No, the flogger was fine. Oh, it was the it was stingy, stingy stuff. Like, you have a riding crop. Yes. And you use that on me. And Stings sting, like shit. Yep. I don't love that as much as I love like more of a thud, thud full impact for like a bigger paddle or a flogger. Again, things I didn't know about myself, but... I agree with you on that. It was just interesting, her reaction. And she, it seemed like a genuine surprise and not in a way to make you feel bad oh, on no, purpose. Oh, but, no, but I felt bad. I, was I like, know, it oh, worked. <laughs> I suck at this. I suck at getting spanked by uh, like stingy implements. Yeah, uh, it's okay. This is a thing I wanted to be good at. I, yeah. I don't know. What did I care, right? But... Well, also, I should say, it wasn't like we were standing there and just spanking you. It was, there's talking throughout this. So it's like tiny comments like, oh, how do you feel having two women standing behind you and uh, spanking your red, red ass like that? Ooh, boy, it looks really red. Um, You're going to have some marks on you tomorrow. Like, and that was another discussion point ahead of time, which was, are you okay having marks on your body afterward? I mean, that's an important thing to have discussions about because sometimes people are not okay having bruising on their body because you will get bruising if you do things hard enough and that may or may not be okay. So those are also things to discuss, which we Mm -hmm. did. Anyway, for her to like just say those little comments was just juicy and great. 
and you know, I can just, I can feel your emotion from your backside. I didn't even need to see your face to know your breathing was different. Just your tension in your body, just the way you held it. It was all very interesting to me to see how you reacted to the different types of feelings that you were being provided. So that was all fun and I'm taking notes. And then I said, but we, I think we had a flogger at that point. And one of our very early on episodes on Twitter, we put it on very early on in our Twitter page, but uh, is this beautiful flogger that I got you for Christmas, I think. And it's probably like a uh, 24 inch length stays, which is the, the piece that whips through the air. And they were suede, but it's heavy. It's very, very heavy. And I thought I, I probably need to get some advice on how to wield this massive motherfucker. So... <laughs> And I got my training there. It was great. She told me how I need to stand back and have my arm be fully outstretched. You don't have like a tiny little wing arm like with your bent elbow. Your arm is outstretched and it's all like wrist motion. So that was really interesting. And learning to do that well was was great. You can hurt somebody if you don't know what you're doing with this stuff. We've actually had an experience where I had a friend have, uh, it was actually an LED whip. And she thought it would be fun to like whip me with it. And it did what we call a wraparound, where if you whip someone and you don't do it right, you're too close to them, basically, the the stays or the the tendrils that come out of the whip, they will hit your body and your backside and then wrap around your front, which for me caused lacerations. Like she literally cut me and I bled. And I was like, oh, honey, you cannot do that. That's not how you do this. And you definitely don't use LED light whips to whip anybody. (laughs) Like you don't do that. So Uh, what Venus taught you was the correct way to do it. And I understood hearing what she was saying, this is thuddy and it should never wrap around snap. There's certain implements that snap and are stingy. And there's others that are thud. Yeah. And there's a huge difference in how you handle both of those. Yeah. So we practiced and we did a lot on your back. Like your upper back through the shoulder blades was really fun Mm. to try because it's a large area. There's a great area of space that I can use to to practice. And I don't have to, again, with spanking and, and this kind of thing, you don't do the same space over and over again. One time I go to the left, then I go to the right, and then I go to your ass and I come back up to your scapulas, your shoulder blades. So doing that was great practice. And then she has to your pain level. And then eventually we're like, okay, we're done with this. So now we've had like one and a half scenes. We detach you and then it's time to go to the third and final scene. The third and final room that we went to was a think about a four poster bed with the four posts are all connected to each other at the top. So there's basically bars overhead that you could connect things to. There's also on the side of the bed, there are C rings that are attached to the bed that you can attach rope to. There's probably other things that the bed could do. I don't remember what they were. We had you lay down on your back on the bed. And this is where rope play came in shibari is a fancy word for rope play but um i don't know enough about shibari and rope if that's all like the same i think it's different but i I don't even know i don't know i know she used rope and she tied you up and showed me how and that was really fun to try the one safety thing we need to say here this can go very wrong if you don't know what you're doing do not try to figure this stuff out on your own watch videos there's plenty of material out there it can be dangerous even the type of rope you use is important 
the type of rope you use because it needs to be soft. Yeah, it just needs to be a certain type. And the way you do it so that it doesn't cut off circulation and it doesn't mark someone, like it shouldn't mark. It should be a wide area of coverage on the rope so that it's not like a lot of pressure over one spot. Um, and where you put the rope would be important and what signs to, to be aware of, like numbness, tingling, changing color. You have to be aware of all those things. So there's a lot of safety things. Those are things we were kind of already aware of, but we, you know, have learned a lot since then too. So Venus gets her rope and she's showing me, you know, okay, this is how you do this. And and throughout this time, it's been just a fun dynamic of like us kind of like picking on you. That's what it was. Like we're yeah, kind of like it was yes. I, I never I never went to the space of these women are really that's how they feel about me. They're humiliating me and I'm a I'm terrible. You're and a it's piece off. of shit. Right. I, I never no, no there I, wasn't that. No, it was it, the whole thing was funny and playful and it was very lighthearted. Yeah. So it never felt very intense and deep and dark. It always felt like I was laughing or we were making silly comments to pick on you, but in a in a loving way, of course. Like it was never mean or cruel. Like it, it was a fun level of embarrassment for you, I think. Am I yes. right? Yeah, you are. Okay. But this was the most intense part coming up. And this is where you went from like, okay, I'm I'm doing okay here, like I'm making it through like I think you were enjoying yourself and going with the experience and kind of letting us do things to you because that's what you wanted to and then we got to this part and it was like oh it got more serious and it was also fun to watch you be more intense in your body so not just like oh I'm a little nervous it was more like I'm very focused now that's what I felt like you went to yeah absolutely no 100% what occurred yeah so she she tied my hands down to the side of the bed mm-hmm. and my legs as well. And then she asked you if you wanted to learn how to tie my cock and balls up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So CBT. Cock ball torture. Yep. It was a thing that you're interested in. Yeah. To yep. a certain degree. Yeah. It can go pretty extreme, but some light CBT, yes. So she tied the rope in a certain way. She was working with you and showing you how to do it. It was like a hands-on demonstration. Oh, it was so great. I'm laying there naked and it's my cock of balls. You feel very vulnerable. Well, it's like moment. you're not there. We're like talking about your balls and where we're putting the rope around your balls and then your the base of your cock. Yeah. So... We're like going over these very specific things. I mean, think of it like when you go to the doctor and there's times when doctors are not, uh, they don't have good bedside manner and they're just like, everyone's talking about you, but like you're not there, but you're the freaking patient and you're like, uh, hello. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Like no doctor has ever tied my balls. Off, no. So I, this is new to me. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. I get it, but yes, yes. yes I, <laughs> So, yes, we were not in the doctor's office, but it was one of those moments where we're, we're talking about you as if you're you're there, but you're not really there. You guys were using my cock and balls mm-hmm. for a hands-on lesson. It was great. Mm-hmm. She, she did it several times, took it off. You did it. You guys used me for that. And it was, uh-huh. that was fun. Yeah. Because then I relaxed a little bit more. Do you think it's fun to just have people like do stuff to you? <laughs> well, I'm serious. Anyway. Just do stuff, dude. Yeah, you know, like, I'm just here, just use me. Yeah, I had a little bit of that. 
in that scenario. You guys weren't even talking to me. <laughs> you were just working on the craft of how to tie balls and how to tie and what not to do and things to look out for. And The the rope situation, we, I mean, I literally took the rope and one time we, we wrapped it all around the base of your balls and your cock. And then one time we wrapped it around each ball. Yeah. Remember that? And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. I like separated your balls with the rope. And then went around the base of your cock. And then from there, it went overhead to like a hook that was overhead on one of the the bars from the Mm -hmm. four-poster bed. She took a vibrator and put it against the rope Rope. for vibration to go down to my balls, my cock. Did you feel it a lot? I did. She goes, what do you think of this? I said, it's okay. Didn't do a lot for me. She goes, okay. Just checking on like what stuff feels good to you and what mm-hmm. doesn't. and Yes. And you said that your hands were tied down. Yes, they were tied down. And were they overhead or down by your side? Down by my side. Okay. And then you were laying on your back, but your knees were bent. Yes. And so they were up and your feet were, your ankles had a rope around them tied to the bed? Yes. Okay. Yep. So your ass was available. My cock and balls are tied to something straight above me. Directly above you. And she's pulling on it for tension, mm-hmm. which is very vulnerable to feel. You, you are li- really. I'm lifting up, like uh-huh. trying to get away from the tension, knowing I'm in a safe space. But yeah, there's there's a little bit of fear at that point. Like I'm very vulnerable. You were fearful, and your intensity was more for sure. <laughs> Yeah. As it would be yeah. at yeah, that yeah. time. So she took the rope off of my cock and balls. And what did she ask you? Okay. She goes, I didn't know what order this came in. She was like, we're going to take the rope off. It's been on there. So you don't want to leave rope on in these areas for too long because it'll cause problems too. So it had been on for like a couple minutes maybe. And so she's like, we're going to take it off. Do you want to do it the fun way or the easy way? Is that how she said it? And the fun way is the the more painful way. She said it to you. Yeah. And I looked at you like, oh, no, you don't have a say. I'm blindfold. Oh, well, that's an addition we didn't say. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, so I can't, I can just hear you talking. I actually completely forgot you were bi- blindfolded. In my mind, you were not. Okay, so you were blindfolded. Yeah. And she said those words, the fun way or the easy way. She looks at me and has the shit-eating grin of, like, devil in her eyes. Like, I, and I was like, well, of course, the fun way. And I'm like, oh, this is all within your boundaries. So we're going to fucking do it because why would we come here and half-ass yeah. anything? So the fun way is to not just ma- manually unwind you. <laughs> the fun way is you pull one side of the string and it just unwinds like whoop, 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 whoop. And like snaps off your cock and balls, which made you go whoop, and you like lift it up out of the as far as you could, even though you were a strange. Oh, I love you uh, yelped. Yes, I yelped. That was a lot, mm-hmm. and that that hurt probably. So as far as hurt goes, that probably hurt the most. But I didn't know what it was, so I didn't expect intense for it. You I didn't just, expect it intense up for it. Is that what you just cr- said? Yeah. Okay. So I yeah I yelped and lifted up off the mattress <laughs> it was uh, like holy shit so, so what I, did it look like because i i don't i didn't see it I had a blindfold on uh you're you, what did it look like yeah she, uh think like, about like a yo-yo. starting a lawnmower yes like starting oh, a lawnmower oh goddamn pulling the cord that sounds awful pulling the cord out of a yo-yo you know what i mean like that whippy sort of okay 
wraparound thing. Uh, that is what it reminded me of. And you did tense up so much in Yelp that I was like, oh no, I feel bad. Like inside I went like, oh, maybe, maybe we've done too much. But then you calmed down and you were okay. We checked in, of course. We're checking yeah, in. Uh, we're yeah. not like assholes. I mean, kind of mean, but not that Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fun mean. Fun mean. It's fun to be playfully mean. So, yeah, we lawnmower the, the rope off your cock and balls. And that doesn't sound right. Rip the rip cord? Rip cord. Yeah. I don't know. We rip the fucking line off your cock and balls. It comes off. And now you're like, oh. The thing it does is it, it gives you an adrenaline rush. You're going into this, like, a spike in endorphins and adrenaline like everything's running high in your body Mm -hmm. and so your ability to tolerate more also goes up so you had just come from spanking and now you're going to something more intense i mean there's a reason you go from one thing to the other there's a progression Mm -hmm. because you can tolerate more when your body is in this uh hormonal state so i think that's really fascinating and uh just to see like your your red the redness in your body the color the mm-hmm. you know if you're sweating or not you know just like your breathing is intensifying there's just like a lot of signs that you're just watching going like oh wow it's making you have a a, a huge reaction yeah a physical reaction yeah. yeah which it's fun to put you in that state and then do things that so here's the part we really haven't said this yet so we're forgetting the part yes there's been spanking and yes there's been the rope stuff that hurt in between that what are we doing you might not remember we are touching your skin and your legs and your body with our hands to calm it down so we're like caressing your body we're just like running our hands over your legs and i don't know if you even remember that no i don't but that is like we do a harsh thing and then i come back with my hand and kind of run my hand down your back and we probably didn't do it as much then i probably do it more now to be like it's okay i'll be nice now and this is calm and i care about you but now we're gonna go back to the thing Mm-hmm. That's a thing I enjoy because I like you to feel my touch and that you feel my hand on your skin. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't realize it. I, I'm sure I reacted to it, but I didn't. I don't, I don't remember that. It doesn't stick out to me because so many other things stuck out to me that day. Well, you'll you'll remember the things that were spikes in yes. pain. Yes. Yeah. Or like super emotional, like, yep. uh, you know, intense emotion. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's interesting. Yeah. Because then like, you know, I run, run my hands up and down your thigh and your, and your shin and like, okay. Okay. it's okay like mm-hmm. we're here with you we, we're still being good to you we're gonna do all the things you want yep from a safety you... standpoint like i felt okay yeah I, it that one made me yelp and i thought that's about the limit of where i want to go pain wise yeah i have a high oh you don't know if you have a high tolerance no, apparently not not according to <laughs> venus uh, i'm actually a wimp yeah so let me retract that statement yeah <laughs> after that happened i said in my head i hope that's the worst thing that happens to me was that your yellow if you were doing green yellow red that was your yellow or was that did you hit a red did you think that was a red zone meaning stop i you didn't say it no well you could have yes i could have said that but i didn't know what was it would have been after the fact yeah i never felt like that so (laughs) yeah uh red on that again probably okay yeah so don't do anything like that again yeah yep now you know Okay, so after she 
does your a little cockball torture, then your ass is available. So I'm laying on the bed. Mm-hmm. My ankles are tied. My wrists are tied. She tells you to take your pants off or take the open up the lingerie. I can't remember what you're wearing. Like a, I think a bodysuit. It was a bodysuit, and I unsnapped it. And she had you sit on my face. She because asked if I wanted to. Yeah. One of the rules that she had when I was asking the legal questions was, she said, you guys can do whatever you want with each other. Mm-hmm. Like there's no boundaries there at all. It's just about what I can do with you. So she asked if you want to sit on my face. Yep. Oh, of course. I was happy to sit on your face. And what was she doing at that time? So she was stroking my cock. With her hand. Yep. Telling me she was edging me, that I wasn't going to get to come, I wasn't a good boy, like there's those things. And she then put in a prostate massager Mm -hmm. in my ass Mm -hmm. and was working that like in and out. You're sitting on my face, she stroked my cock, then she tells you to stroke my cock. So this has immediately gotten very sexual when it really hasn't been except for us touching your cock and balls, like which wasn't sexual, it was just more painful and you know different feelings yeah yeah. you just had different feelings there but uh certainly we weren't doing things to like gratify you at that time now we're having moments of like we're doing things to seduce you you right Mm -hmm. so you're just in this vulnerable position and i just put my ass in your face put my pussy in your face and make you lick me you have no choice right which is fun to like do that i get very turned on when you did that She told you to do it or asked you if you wanted to do it. And I I was very turned on. I knew you would like it. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. That's a thing I would like, too, of course. Because I I wasn't hard the whole time this thing's happening. No. You do that, then I get hard. And then she's stroking stroking me. And then she puts something in my ass to massage the prostate. And she's going in and out with this toy. Yeah. And I'm feeling a lot of pressure and um, pressure physically, like in my ass. Yeah. And <laughs> not mentally. No. <laughs> Ooh, I better come now. This yeah, is what they no, want. Yep. There wasn't no, that. It wasn't that. Okay. No, and I'm licking your pussy. And at some point, and she went on this one like five minutes. Two minutes, three. I, I don't even know. Like I can't. It wasn't keep... that long, actually. No. Like a few, a few minutes, maybe but, five but, at the most. At the very most. Yeah. But I asked her to stop. I didn't remember that. Okay. No. I, I said, "Oh, it's getting too much." Like you're gonna come. No. Or it's too I, much it, sensation. Too much sensation. Too much pressure with the toy in my ass. Oh, that's right. Didn't she put a butt plug in? No, this was just the one toy. Oh, okay. She does that. Then she stops stroking me and you stroke me mm-hmm. while you're sitting on my face. And eventually I come from that. Yeah. Like she was basically like sitting back and letting us do that yeah. at that point. Yeah. Which was very hot. It was fun because, I mean, we're exhibitionists, so we like to have an audience sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so that was fun to do that with her there and get to that really hot, intense sexual point. And you're still fully restrained. Which to me is insane because I hate being restrained. And so I'm just like, how the That's like fuck? your nightmare. Oh, that sounds terrible to me. I'm like, am I if I'm putting if I'm putting myself in your shoes, I'm like, fuck no. But the fact that that works for you and you can let go that much to me is incredible. 
So when she untied me, so I, I come, she unties me, I sit up, I immediately get dizzy. Yes. So she said, okay, sit here for a minute. This is normal. You have a, a rush of blood to your head. You are, it's what we call the subspace. And you're coming out of that. And that's the first time in my life that I ever felt that like I needed to sit there for a minute and collect my thoughts collect myself I just I I couldn't couldn't stand up off the bed I couldn't really function I just needed I needed time yeah and that is an awesome space to be in like it really was euphoric but I needed time you could not function at that point it was um like cuddle and touch each other and kiss and reconnect like that is what I felt like you needed at that time and there wasn't like okay get your clothes on and get dressed and get the fuck out of here like yeah no she gave us plenty of space so much time and she explained it because I said I'm a little bit dizzy right now. She's that's normal. That's mm-hmm. it's your subspace. Okay. So that is what subspace is. It is being in a sub position. Like you've been topped. You're being a sub, and there's an out of body sort of experience that yeah, happens. Yeah, th- that's probably the best way to say it. Is I felt like my body was not my own at that time. You're not connected. Like I had, I'm tied up, and things are happening to me, and I finally released mentally to enjoy that so then coming back from it is a totally different world now i need i have trouble standing up and getting off the bed and just all these things that i did not expect i didn't i didn't know that i would be that different after it yeah for the first you know 15 20 minutes whatever it was but yeah i mean you've uh, if you think about like the amount of physical and emotional intensity you've been through within two hours it takes you on a roller coaster ride and one that you wanted and one i think you enjoyed and i don't want to speak for you so i'm looking at you like did you enjoy that i did enjoy it yeah (laughs) i'm not sure i could do that all the time and i'm not sure that checked all my boxes but there's a little bit of that that i really enjoyed yeah and so i think i learned a lot which is what we want to do is go there and learn i think there's things that i now know that i like and things i know that i don't like it's so helpful there's only, I mean, again, there's only one way to know if you try the things and then you go, nope, not for me. Or yep, it's for me. I like that a lot. If you were to say like overall theme, what were, what's the thing you liked the most about that experience? And it could be a specific example of a, an act or just general theme. Like I, I'm not looking for anything in particular. We have not scripted this. I'm just wondering like overall what you enjoyed the most. So I think the thing that I enjoyed the most was being tied up. And having you and Venus do things to me, some of them I could not see. I enjoyed that a lot. Like I enjoyed just giving up all control, which is still scary to me for a little, like a little bit scary. A lot I want to do, a little bit scary. And then the feeling after that occurred was, I loved it. Very unexpected. We get in the car. We're going to go meet friends after this. Mm, at that's a bar. right. That's right. And I, I gave you the keys. I said, I don't think I can drive right now. Right. I'm mean, not drunk. I just, like, I'm a mess. No, there was no drinking. You wouldn't be drunk. You no. could not function the right way. Like, it took, it took, yeah. There's a transition time to come out of that space where it's very intense to come back to, like, real world. The intensity of a scene for me was, was unexpected, even though we kept it playful, but we still went to a, 
a level that you and I don't normally go to. Yeah, we hadn't at that time. So I found it very interesting and fun to learn how you can take someone to that level and uh, what you might do to do that. I mean, I just, I took a lot of notes mentally and she gave me resources after. It was a nice follow-up. So to wrap it up, Afterward, we had a really nice email from her that to each one of us individually. Separately, yeah. Yeah. What she told me, she said, Paul, you were a very expressive bottom, and I appreciate that. You told me exactly what you wanted. Come back, like, anytime, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And right. maybe she said that to everybody, but I, I didn't Maybe. get the feeling. I felt, like, very genuine from yeah. her. And for me, it was, like, it was fun and lively, and it was one of the more fun sessions I've had because it was just light and fun to show, I mean, it was just, fun was the word that stood out to me. Like we just had a nice time and it made, she really enjoyed our connection with each other. So it was nice to have like, to be verified in the way that we acted in the environment, uh, not that we were awkward or weird. Like I, d- I just didn't know, like, is this how everybody comes in here and acts? It, no, probably not. I think she gets a lot of men who want to be dominated. I don't think she gets, she all said she does get a few people that uh, want to top her. And I think couples coming in are less common. So it was also unique a little bit to her and so she was like please come back and i was like oh i would love to i mean except that you're super fucking expensive (laughs) yeah i didn't say that but yeah (laughs) and and it would be worth it and we've talked about going back because maybe we both want to trial different things and we don't know what those are yet i'm not going to announce them on the podcast whatever you want to try at this place you can have it yeah anything you can do anything i can't stress enough anything (laughs) if you want to do the bdsm thing and you want to do it with someone who knows what the fuck they're doing pay someone to do it it's great i really felt like it was a valuable experience and it was worth every penny we spent absolutely yeah so it's a great time and then we went out to meet friends after and well it was jennifer and jason and we went out to meet them for dinner they knew we were doing this and we could describe what was going on. And it was just, you were you were in a fog for a long time that night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you really were. Which I mean, is I mean, understandable. It's, it's not, that's not usually my mentality. I'm not usually in a fog. Like, usually <laughs> I can snap. Nope. No, but I can I snap out of things pretty quickly and change direction. This one had me, yeah, had me in a fog for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. It took, took me a while to come out of that. And not in a bad way. Like, the fog was bad. Like, I just was like cloud nine and it took me a while to come off of that. Yeah. You're out of your body for a while. You weren't centered, which is cool. I mean, it's cool that something like that can do that to you in a way that you enjoy. And so that's, that's really fun. Yay. And you get to come, which. From you. Yes. Yes. My favorite person to come from. (laughs) You were there. I was there for you. (laughs) All right, so I'm looking at how long we've been talking. I realized we had a whole other story to go into tonight. And it looks like we're going to have a third podcast on BDSM stuff because this will be too long if we continue. So we're sweethearts to swingers, and we're talking about BDSM. So we're going to go three episodes with no swinger stuff. Well, the interesting thing about the next story that we were going to include in this podcast that I don't think we're going to do is that it was a swinging story that 
included BDSM. So Jennifer... There you go. Oh, look at that. Tying it all together. That's right. We have an experience with Jennifer and Jason for the next episode where I use what I learned in this experience that we talked about tonight to practice with you, Paul, and practice with Jason. It requires its own episode, apparently. So we'll do that, and uh, maybe we'll get this out. It's May. So August. Yeah, we'll we'll get get this this out in August. (laughs) If we get this out before August, we have succeeded. There you go. In whatever timeline we've set for ourselves, which is none. Right. Okay, guess what, Paul? What, Anne? I love you. I fucking love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. How can people get a hold of us, Anne? Well, if you like what you hear, please rate us on Spotify or iTunes or any other podcast catcher that will allow reviews or comments. We also love feedback through email, which is sweet to swing at gmail.com. That's sweet, the number two, swing at gmail.com. Also, we're on Twitter. That's at sweet to swing. And you can even leave us a brief voice message on our anchor website. See how much you can say in a minute. That's all it lets you do. So you can find all of these links on our show notes. Thanks again.